0: Comes the Sun. Well, you know what that sound means, folks. It's Thursday at 4 o'clock. You are tuned into Everything Under the Sun, the Sopra Sun's weekly radio program, right here on KDK. Today we have some special guests. Ooh, dear my. Cut out of that theme music a little early. All right, anyhow. I'm your host, James Steinler. Today on Everything Under the Sun, I'm here with a couple of our new student journalists um, who I'll let them introduce themselves in a moment, as well as my colleague, Jeannie uh, Soldern, co-hosting today. Um, And we also have Dr. Jesus Rodriguez, the superintendent of Growing Fork School District, on the line. Are you there, doctor? I am here. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today on Everything Under the Sun.
1: Thank you for
0: having me. Absolutely, and we're going to get into a little bit about uh, last night's uh, school board meeting uh, regarding the new toolkit for, for supporting transgender and gender expansive nonconforming students. Um, that's been uh, a new policy at the school district. First, I'd love to if we could all go around and introduce ourselves. Um, Again, my name is James Steinler, and I am the assistant editor at the Soap Sun, and my pronouns are he, him. Gus?
2: I'm Gus Richardson. I am a sophomore at Roaring Fork High School. My pronouns are he, him.
3: My name is Dominic. I am also a sophomore at Roaring Fork High School. I am a transgender man, and my pronouns are he, they.
2: I'm Jeannie Solder and I'm a reporter with the Soper Sun and a co-lead with James for the high school journalism program, and my pronouns are she, her.
0: Wonderful. And Dr. Rodriguez, if you don't mind introducing yourself as the new superintendent. Yeah, uh,
1: Jesus Rodriguez, uh, very proud to be the superintendent of the Roaring Fork School District, and my pronouns are el, he, him. him.
0: Fantastic. Um, And I'd also like to point out that Dominic and Gus are are two of our new student journalists in the Sopra Sun Youth Journalist Program, so we're so happy to have them on board. Um, So, Dr. Rodriguez, um, first of all, do you have any... General reflections from yesterday's uh, board meeting um, regarding this, uh, the toolkit for supporting transgender and gender expansive non-conforming students.
1: I do. Um, (laughs) So, and and actually, if you all don't mind, uh, before I share some of those reflections, uh, I'd love to share a quick story with you all. Um, So... I uh, shared this anecdote, this story um, with uh, uh, our school leaders uh, about a month ago uh, when we had um, professional uh, learning with them. Uh, But part of the story is, as you all may have noticed, I usually wear uh, a decorative pin uh, on the lapel of my suit jacket. And for the majority of the school year, I've been wearing a hummingbird and I've been wearing this hummingbird for a couple of reasons. So the first reason uh, is that um, in um, it was designed by Louis Gonk, who's a Native American uh, artist from the Pacific Northwest and uh, in his culture. He describes that the hummingbird is a a messenger of good news. And so whoever wears the pin, uh, it's a a way of carrying positivity with you wherever you go. And so it was really meaningful for me uh, to to kick off the year in that way. Uh, Additionally, in uh, some cultures, Native American cultures in the Pacific Northwest, gift giving is a tradition. Uh, and I actually received the pin as a gift from one of our teachers in the Roaring Fork School. So mm-hmm. it is especially meaningful for me. But the third thing that I want to share about the hummingbird is that, and I shared this is the story that I shared with our school leaders uh, about a month ago, I think. Uh, but as told by um, Wangari Matai, uh, the story of the hummingbird is about a forest that is on fire. And so all of the animals feel helpless except the hummingbird. The hummingbird continuously puts a drop of water on the fire. It flies back to the lake, gets a little drop, and goes and puts it on the fire. All of the other animals, including the elephant, who are much larger, who have the capacity to blow much more water uh, on the fire than the hummingbird, tell the hummingbird that it's too small, uh, that it's not going to make a difference, discouraging it from its efforts of going back and forth and dropping just a little drop of water on the fire. But the hummingbird says to that rest of the animals that I will do the best that I can do. (laughs) and And my message to our school leaders is that's what all of us should do. And my personal perspective is that I may not be able to put the fire out, but I'm not gonna watch the forest burn down without doing something. And so I'm sharing that with you all uh, for, for multiple reasons. One is, uh, if you saw me last night, uh, I wasn't wearing my hummingbird pin, I was wearing my progress uh, pride flag pin uh, because of, of of course the um, superintendent's report which included the uh, a gender expenses toolkit. Um, but but uh, also, Part of my reflection about last night, uh, I, I really appreciated that I got, a, um, I got a lot of kudos. I've got a lot of congratulations and I got a lot of vocal support. And I, and I appreciate that. But I want to say, you know, in the spirit of the hummingbird, I'm just doing my little part and amplifying uh, the work of our staff uh, who have been working on the toolkit for a long time uh our staff who are in schools uh creating supports for our students already uh and and who interact with them on a daily basis and so i uh my my first reaction is just uh, a really uh overjoyed uh positively overwhelmed with the incredible uh support uh and affirmation that i felt from our community
0: It seems uh, like with that support, there is a lot of figurative hummingbirds to help put out the fire. That's right. That's wonderful. Can um, you give us just a brief uh, description of what this policy means uh, for the Rohing Fork School District?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's really interesting. So uh, as you all may know, I uh, sent out a... um an email, uh, uh, a letter, an open letter, if you will, to all of our staff uh, last Friday, and I shared that letter as well with the community at large. Um, and it's a couple of things. So I, uh, and then I, I, I published a, a column earlier this week um, where I'm actually talking about uh, some of the values and beliefs and strategic plan uh, work that our school district has already committed to, has already engaged with uh, uh, the community uh, to inform it. And I called out a couple of things. So of course, our our mission is about ensuring that all of our students are able to graduate from our system with the ability to thrive in our changing world. We have five uh, strategic drivers that guide that mission, that guide our work, and one of them is belonging. That 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 existed, you know, at least since 2019 when uh, the strategic plan was adopted. Um, and, and I love that that it's, that's something that is a part of who our school district uh, uh, is. Um, we also have a few strategies that are supposed to guide the work, which are creating safe spaces where every single student feels a strong sense of belonging. And, and so I, I called those things out in that email. Um, and, uh, uh I do want to clarify that, uh, we're actually haven't adopted any policy, right? So, so okay, the school board didn't, yeah, the school board didn't take any action last night on a policy. Uh, what happened last night and, and what I did on Friday was share openly, this is a toolkit of best practices, of resources, of our current uh, uh, thinking to put into the hands of our staff uh, who are learning also about uh, uh, different identities and how to best support students who, who come to them uh, seeking that support. And, uh, um, and so the, the last night was us creating, a, a, uh, sorry, sharing an update with the school board to say, this is a toolkit that we've shared with our staff and here's why we're sharing it. And so, uh, uh one of the things that, uh, Dr. Cole shared during the superintendent report last night were, uh, these very local statistics, statistics and data that mirror, uh, some of the national trends. That uh, um, you know LGBTQIA+ students in schools uh, uh, um, experience more uh, discrimination and less uh, sense of belonging uh, than their peers, and uh, the data show that that increases uh, uh, risk for uh, uh, ideation of suicide and attempts at suicide. And so, um, for me. What we did in the last week was really just amplify this call to action for all of our staff to in, you know, in, ensure that we are creating truly you know, safe, uh, inclusive uh, uh, spaces that ensure that all of our students, no matter the way they ident- identify, feel a strong sense of belonging.
0: So just to also clarify, it's, as it's not a policy but a toolkit, um, are, will staff be compelled to use the toolkit and honor um, uh, students' choices of identity?
1: Yeah, that, that, the expectation is that uh, our staff honor uh, students and staff uh, and, and visitors. Uh, uh, identities when they're in our schools. Uh, the toolkit is, is a resource again for all of our staff. It's an opportunity for all of our staff to learn more, um, if, if they so wish. And also, um, again, if a student, uh, um, is, is coming to them as a trusted adult, uh, seeking support, Uh, it's, uh, it's a tool for them to know how to respond, know how to support, know how to guide students to additional support if that's needed.
0: Okay. Um, our students have a couple questions for you. Um, and, uh, so I was going to start with Dominic real quick. Um, and Dominic has offered to define for our listeners, uh, cisgender and transgender. Can you go ahead and do that for us, Dominic?
3: Absolutely. Cisgender, what is um, a term that many people think is silly simply because a lot of people would just use the word normal. Mm -hmm. But as we've learned, normal, normal has become an obsolete word in our society. And that's why we now use the term cisgender. Cisgender is when a person's gender identity aligns with that of what they were assigned at birth. So, you know, if... If you were assigned signed male at birth, you identify as a male. That would make you cisgender.
0: Great. I appreciate you um, clarifying that uh, for our listeners. Thank you, Dominic. Of course. And um, Dominic, do you have a question for uh, your superintendent?
3: I sure do. Starting off, um, what events led up to the inspiration and creation of the new toolkit?
1: Did you add, sorry, just... Uh, um did you say what events led to the creation? Yes. Okay, so I, I do again, I wanna give all of the, the kudos and accolades and thank you uh, to our, our staff. who have been uh, working on the toolkit um, before I arrived here. So I think probably in the last uh, a year, year and a half, um, the data from the uh, Healthy Kids survey, um, is what helped to propel the creation of the toolkit. Uh, I will share with you, uh, there's some events that, uh, uh, compelled me to, uh, share it very broadly and publicly recently. Uh, um, for example, a couple of weeks ago, uh, now, I-, I had the opportunity to meet with, uh, some of our students Uh, specifically one of our GSAs at at one of our high schools, and they shared with me uh, a lot of um, vulnerability and truth, and and in that, uh, um, a lot of really great feedback, Um, some positives, and and, uh, they shared some stories of uh, some of the great things that were happening in terms of support that they're receiving at schools already. Uh, which I was really thrilled to hear and learn about. But they also shared with me um, some really heartbreaking stories uh, that they have experienced in our schools. And some of those things included, for example, uh, students who deprive themselves of fluids all day long just to avoid having to use the restroom because they're terrified of uh, using the, the restroom of their choice uh, because of uh, um, fear of uh, discrimination for for doing that, uh, also because sometimes the, those restrooms that are are uh, non gender specific uh, are are inconveniently located, and there's only one of them in the school, and um, and so that that was another example of why they might not want to use uh, the restroom at school, and that was heartbreaking, and. Uh, they also shared with me examples of having to endure hearing uh, uh, transphobic and homophobic uh, slurs, um, you know, in passing periods, and uh, kids uh, constantly, you know, using phrases like "that's gay" to describe something that is undesirable. And uh, from the perspective of the students I met with, when those things are heard, uh, that, that they're often, um, largely inconsequential. So students aren't, you know, uh, um, they don't get consequences for, for using that kind of hate speech in our schools. So they might, you know, be redirected and a staff member might say something like, uh, you know, Hey, what's your language or something like that. But, uh, um, that it's not really taken as seriously as it should be. And then um, one of the things that they also shared with me was that uh, uh, some staff and some students uh, in schools refuse to, to use um, uh, uh, different names and uh, pronouns uh, that that students uh, um, share uh, uh, that they want to be uh, referred to as and uh, as they identify, and, and so. As a superintendent, you know, I walked away there feeling, again, just really honored, really grateful that our students uh, uh, shared that truth with me and were vulnerable with me and uh, uh, honest with me and just very candid. Uh, and again, there were some great things that they shared uh, that I appreciate are already happening in our school, that there are staff and students who do already honor. Uh, students and staff uh, 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 genders and uh, pronouns and names and sexualities and etc uh, but also again as I mentioned some of those more heartbreaking stories I, I left there thinking we got to do something about this and we can't wait I don't want to wait you know I-, I-, I felt a sense of urgency to uh, take a stance uh, to uh, communicate to our students and our staff and our visitors uh, that-, that we support you.
0: Absolutely, that's, that's great. Um, and I just want to uh, refer listeners in the post-independent, they uh, published some of the data from that survey and that 19% of cisgender students expressed... Um, thoughts of suicide, while 59% of students from the LGBTQ population indicated that they had had suicidal thoughts. Um, so that's quite staggering. I do want to get to a couple, of, a couple more questions from our students, and I know Jeannie has a question. Um, Gus, uh, do you have a question for your superintendent?
2: Yes. Um, my question would be, do you have any more plans to further support our queer students in the future?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, 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 there's a couple of things. So we're looking forward to continuing to meet with, uh, more students in various different ways. So, uh, I'm, uh, currently working with our high school principals, all four of our high school principals to, uh, set up some student advisory, uh, councils, uh, that I'll try to meet with monthly and learn from them. Uh, that group is, supposed to be you know very diverse and representative of the, the overall student body but I also intend to meet with all of our GSAs um, and and learn from them as well the GSA that I met with so far has already given us a lot of really good feedback uh, about uh, training and and professional learning that both uh, staff and students could benefit from One of the things that we gotta figure out and we wanna do with students and with staff and uh, co-create this plan of support um, is is how, right? So what's the training gonna be like? How's it gonna be delivered? Who is it gonna be delivered by? When's it gonna be delivered? Uh, But there's definitely a need for uh, continued professional learning, both for students as well as for staff.
2: Yeah, I th- I'd like to just mention that both uh, Gus and, and Dominic are a part of the GSA at Roaring Fork High School.
1: Awesome. I'm. Sh- we will see each other. Um, I don't know when, but uh, we're working on scheduling a time to connect with you all.
0: Cool. Wonderful. And Jeannie, did you have a, f- a follow-up question? Or? Yeah, I'd,
2: I'd like to just point out that um, this toolkit, uh, that this is actually something um, – just the uh, discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity really this is a further interpretation of title uh, nine which was passed in 1972 uh, which is you know of course a federal law uh, that comes under the u.s department of education's Office for Civil Rights. Can you go? You know, uh, because that is what is usually cited, Title IX, in respect to uh, transgender rights. Do you want to speak to that a little bit?
1: Um. Sure. I so. What, what is it, what? What question would you like me to? Well, ask just you that
2: you know. This isn't. This isn't. Per se, anything new that um, this is something yeah, that was yeah. mandated in 1972 that you can't um, discriminate based right. on. Yeah, so how that's been kind of had to be updated today to bring in uh, sexual orientation and gender identity.
0: Right, like our transgender rights, civil rights.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I I'll just echo what what, what you've uh, already stated, but. I think, additionally, for us um, as a as a school district, and again, thinking about what does it mean to have a strong sense of belonging, uh, what does it mean to you know just be a, a, a really good human beings to each other. Um, one of my personal core values is uh, continuous improvement, and I uh, think about that and in my personal life. Like I literally uh, aspire to be a little bit of a better dad every single day. Uh, for example, and of course there's this continuous, infinitely, uh, uh, um, uh, um, a- um, improvable, uh, aspects of my work as superintendent as well. Um, but you know, I, I'm always aspiring to be a better human being and, and hope that that's what everybody, uh, aspires to as well. When I think about whether it's honoring, uh, um, so like there is of course, Uh, uh, protections around gender identity, uh, et cetera. But even when we think about uh, names, for example, that uh, I I shared uh, in the email, and I shared, I think in the column as well, uh, a very quick story about my name, because uh, my name, which is Jesus, uh, uh, is a little bit different than my uh, chosen name to go by when I was in, in, in school, in elementary, middle, and high school with Jesse but nobody nobody thought twice about that right Uh, everybody honored that and same thing uh, um, in in uh, uh, Spanish speaking cultures oftentimes Jesuses are referred to as Truy and I mentioned that that was the name of my grandfather and so when people would uh, uh, call me truly I would often feel uncomfortable and let them know you know that was my grandfather like please don't call me that and that was also honored and respected. Um, my wife, who uh, whose name is Eleanor, uh, goes by L. That's always honored and respected. And so, um, you know, whether it's <laughs> uh, 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 gender, whether it's pronouns, whether it's sexuality, whether it is somebody's name, um, I think the 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 kind humane thing to do is is to honor that.
0: Wonderful. We have about a minute and a half left. This show goes quick, and we so appreciate your time, Doctor Rodriguez. Um, are there any closing closing thoughts you'd like to offer?
1: Yeah i I will say again. I was so moved by the the show of community yesterday, and of course, there's different perspectives uh, about the toolkit. About my uh, beliefs and my stance and our support for our all of our students, all of our staff, all of our community members. Uh, but I uh, was really moved because uh, folks showed up, and I do not interpret that as they showed up for me, but they showed up for for each other, for our, all of our students, for all of our staff, and it was so powerful. I. Uh, know that uh last night will be probably one of the most memorable uh nights of uh my superintendency and, and of my life um, it was a really beautiful display of support for our lgbtqa plus community and i uh, am so proud of our community so honored uh, to be the superintendent of our school district because of that so i just wanted to say thank you to everyone who uh, is supporting this work and, Uh, I just want to continue to echo to our students, to our staff, to our our visitors, that we we honor you, see you, uh, we love you, and we support and will protect you in our school.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Rodriguez, for joining us today on Everything Under the Sun, and you have a um, wonderful Thursday.
1: You as well. Thank you.
0: And thank you, Dominic and Gus, for joining us.